What's up, podcast listeners? Welcome back to another episode of ShoeCast brought to you by Shoewear. My name is Chase, and I'm here with Landon. And today we have a special guest. His name is Kixar Customs, or Paul Limpa. He is an award-winning artist that went from painting on canvas to painting on sneakers. How's it going? Great. How are you? Hey, we're doing good, doing good. Uh, we're so happy that you decided to come on here and talk with us a little bit. Uh, we appreciate it for sure. So, uh, yeah, we got Paul here, like uh, like Chase said. And so our first question for you, we're just going to bounce some questions off. You just kind of get, you know, a little more information about what you do. So our first question is, you know, uh, how did you get started, you know, just with what you do? Okay. Um, well, I think I was always into art and and was an artist. Um, I'm 49 years old, so I can remember when I was a kid, uh, you know, there was no ESPN and things like that. So sports, um, you know, there was, there was, you know, sports on TV. And then I used to get Sports Illustrated. And I remember I used to draw covers almost every week that they would come in. I would just try to replicate what was on the cover of, of uh, Sports Illustrated. So, you know, there wasn't, you know, like today you can easily, if I'm going to do, you know, a painting of somebody or a sneaker, you can easily go to Google and find millions of images of anybody. Um, but back then it was like, you know, if there was a, a new athlete that was, you know, taking the country by storm, you, you might only hear about it uh, if you picked up Sports Illustrated or, you know, I think there was there might have been uh, a, another one that was out. But uh so it was few and far between, but I was always drawn to the great photography. Um, uh, I think Walter Yost was one of the, the biggest photographers for Sports Illustrated. And, uh, you know, so I was drawn to that and, and, and to athletes. And that's how I really first started was just drawn as a kid. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's actually pretty interesting because, I mean, you are older with, I mean, we've interviewed a few other people and they're kind of younger. So that is definitely an interesting perspective in regards to uh, how you kind of got started. But, um, yeah, I, sorry. no, you can go, you can continue. No, I was, I was just going to say, as far as my age, I get that a lot because most of the stuff that I do is uh, through Instagram. Um, and so Instagram definitely skews younger especially, you know, sneakerheads and, and, and people who are, are following my art. I, w I would say that when I started this, you know, as far as, you know, putting art on Instagram specifically, um, I did it, you know, for a year with maybe 800 followers and, you know, you know, maybe 20 to 30 likes when I put something up. Even if it was, you know, one of my best pieces, uh, you know, you just, you didn't, you didn't get too much traction. But then as soon as I started painting on sneakers, that's when things started to kind of like snowball and you get more likes and more followers. And, uh, you know, that's kind of, it, it kind of went from there. Right. Right. Well, definitely. Yeah. It's, I mean, especially like you touched on whenever you're, uh, whenever you're working in the sneaker community, you figure out, you know, just how popular that field is for sure. So, uh, so Paul, I was just wondering, are you a shoe guy yourself or do you just only do it? For other people or is it just because you were getting more views is that why yeah no actually i had been painting on canvas for about 16 years and uh i don't think i was necessarily looking for a new avenue or a new thing to do uh but i've always loved sneakers so yeah i you know i mean i had the i had the first jordan ones when they weren't jordan ones or you know oh, okay. just, you know air jordans when they came out i was you know 
I guess I was probably about 13 at the time, maybe. Uh, so I was the perfect age, uh, you know, to get into that, you know. And obviously, I think they might have been like $65 wow. um, or something like that. And I remember my dad taking me to the store. Uh, you know, I'm from Bale, New Jersey, and, you know, just going there and thinking, this, you know, this is the greatest thing ever. Uh, before that, I think the, the greatest pair that I ever had was Dr. J's Converse, which were like white leather with the <laughs> red, you know, red stripe right. on the car. And, yeah. and, and truthfully, when I had those, everybody was sweating those like they were the greatest thing ever. Um, so when you look back at it, you know, it was like that was like a, you know, a time where, you know, sneakers really took a turn and, and kind of, you know, started the skyrocketing that, it, you know, it, it, it enjoys today. Oh, for sure. And that's something that actually me and Chase talk about a lot is uh, just there's never been a better time to be in the, uh, you know, in the shoe game because it's just taken such a massive, like, global turn. Just everyone across all nations are just falling in love with, you know, all the new types of shoes and stuff that are being mass produced right now. So it really is the golden age for shoes, I feel like, especially for sneakerheads. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just in my little you know, part of the sneakerhead world, I mean, I've sent, you know, shoes to Brazil, to Germany, to the UK, you know, so and, you know, I've been doing this for less than a year. But, you know, you, the, you know, with with the Internet uh, and, and sneakers have such a, a far reach that you can see how popular it is, you know, all across the globe. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, do you? So, our next question is: Do you do this full time? No, um, you know, my painting, my sports painting, was always just on the nights and weekends, and I, I would, I would say that it, it, it's become a little more difficult now because um, you know I didn't, really, there wasn't much of a demand for my, my painting. So, if it took me two months to three months to do one, it didn't matter. I just whenever I could, you know. And now, because you know, I, I kind of have to get certain things done within a time frame. Um, it is a little more hectic, but yeah, I do it only on nights and weekends. Okay, so what do you what do you do um, while you're not either painting on canvas or on sneakers? What do you do in your I guess your your actual job? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a creative director, so I'm a designer. Um, you know, I'm on the design side of creative direction. I work in a marketing department uh, for TD Ameritrade, so. Um, I've been here for 10 years and I've been in marketing or, you know, the creative realm uh, for about 22 years professionally. So um, I think that actually helps me in, in this field a little bit too, because I don't ever just go to, you know, like as far as process wise, I never just go to a shoe and start drawing on it. Um, you know, I use the computer and um, first research and make sure that anything that I'm coming up with, you know, hopefully nobody's done before, you know, um, and I try to make sure that, you know, they're unique and, and, and give it, you know, my own style, which I'm still kind of, you know, formulating because I obviously I've been doing this for less than a year. So, um, you know, I think I'm getting there and I'm getting a style, but, um, you know, it's a process. Right. So like playing off that, uh, what, what do you do to draw inspiration before you customize a shoe? What do you think that process, you know, kind of looks like before you really, dive into a new shoe yeah uh, well thankfully a lot of the stuff that people ask for um you know i am familiar with um i you know i love comics i love comic book art you know um uh, you, know, uh, you know cartoons things like that you know the, the things that people ask for are always really graphical 
Um, and so, and I've had an affinity for it. I, I think this started, I mean, Kickstar comes from, you know, just a play on Pixar and Kicks. Right. I put oh, okay. those two together. And, and the first, uh, like the first shoes that I did, uh, we were taking a trip to, um, we were taking a trip to Disney and I was, uh, uh, I got, I, I painted shoes for myself and my, the, my four kids. And so we each had different Kickstar uh, theme, uh, Pixar themes, excuse me. And, you know, and that was a, that was a hit when we were at Disney. People were, you know, stopping us, taking pictures of our shoes. Even the characters were loving it. My, you know, my daughter had Minnie and Mickey. And so that was, you know, that was great. But as far as the process is concerned, um, you know, I, I definitely do a lot of research. If it's something that I haven't seen in a while, I might watch a couple of Batman movies. Um, you know, uh, if it's, you know, Rugrats, things like that. I'm, you know, I, I definitely, my my wife has a, a brother who was a, you know, a 90s kid. And so he used to watch Rugrats. So I had a little bit of knowledge from that. And then I would just kind of go back and, you know, and, uh, and research. So again, uh, everything is done with a lot of research. And I want to make sure that I, you know, you know, and I'm kind of true to either the characters or the shows. Um, and I think that's why people kind of like it. And, you know, and, and hopefully they, they look at, you know, my stuff and see that it's a little bit different than what I try to do is stay away from, you know, just painting the character on the side of the shoe. Um, you know, it's difficult enough to do something like that. You know, I don't want to take it away from any, anybody that does because this is a tough thing to do. But um, I also want to make them unique and kind of break down the shoe and, and highlight parts of the shoe, too. So it's not just painting over the shoe so you can't recognize it anymore. So Right. And, like, one minor play over that. So uh, I'm assuming that do they just kind of give you, you know, a theme that they want and then just kind of let you go to work on it? Or do they more send you what they want it to look like so you can replicate it? Yeah. Um, well, I usually they'll say, like, sometimes there's 50-50. Some people are the ones that are just like, I love your shoes. And, you know, like – so the people like I just did a Superman one that that has been that you know has been pretty well received. That one came because the person saw my Batman ones and was like, "I love how you did the Batman ones. Can you make Superman ones like that?" And so that's what I did, you know. Oh, okay. uh, but the bat you know, and the Batman ones I just kind of came up with that way. Um, and uh, like I said, like my my design is evolving. Um, and the one thing I won't do is a lot of people will send you somebody else's stuff, you know, like, "Hey, can you do this?" Um, and I'm, what I'm trying to do is, you know, is stay away from doing the, you know, the repeating graphics uh, like the LVs all over your shoe or the drips or the, those kind of things. Not because I don't like them, but I feel like there's so much of that out there. If I could work it in, like I did a little drip on my Winnie the Pooh shoes. That was the first time I did a drip. But, you know, people, you know, because a lot of people have asked for those type of things. Um, you know, another thing about my process and actually the way I do this is everything is done with a paintbrush and paint and the shoe and that's it. Wow. Uh, sometimes, a pe sometimes a pencil. I don't, I don't, uh, you know, use any kind of, um, um, what do you call it? Uh, I don't use the stencils. I don't use an airbrush. Um, you know, I think, I think part of that is because, you know, it would make it a lot faster for me, I think do these and, mm -hmm. and you know and maybe i could do them for cheaper but that's not really i'm i'm an artist so i feel like you know doing that stuff is just trying to take shortcuts to make something faster and that's not what i do it for i get the enjoyment out of actually creating it so you know 
that that's that's why my process is that that way. Well, uh, you know, kind of bouncing off that, uh, I kind of noticed that, you know, because you're very particular in how you do your um, paintings and as well as your just, you know, your normal um, designs and stuff, what what was the, or I'd say, what is the average amount of time that you usually take on a shoe? And then what was one that you just, it was a, probably the longest that you've ever done? Okay. Um, I would say that uh, I'm, uh, it's difficult because I do nights and weekends. So sometimes right. I can steal an hour or steal two hours during the week. Um, so I try to kind of keep that. But if I have a, like a crunch, sometimes I can, I can finish one in two full days. And that's like maybe 10 hours a day painting. Because, I mean, if, I don't know if you look at mm -hmm. most of my shoes have a lot of detail on them. Yeah, they're, they're crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't use it. Like the Superman ones have, you know, two faces, letters, you know, the comics that are in the swooshes. You know, all, you know, I wish they would take, you know, faster than they do because I think the other one would probably be, um, you know, my SpongeBob ones, which were like the first ones that, like, I was like, wow, people like this. So um, I think they got like maybe 13,000 likes. Um, without being promoted or anything like that, mm -hmm. uh, but there's you know there's a lot of intricate things in there, um, and, and I think those take me more than two days to do, just because it's just it's a lot of detail, it's a lot of layering. I would say the ones that I went off the deep end are the Rick and Morty ones, and those are the ones where like all like there's like I think there's like 42 different uh, characters on one shoe, and then like six or eight on the other, and the portal. But the one shoe, to, I mean, I, I had this idea. And I was like, I, it, it felt like such a great idea to do it. But then, you know, truthfully, when people people like it, but then when they ask how much it is, you know, unfortunately, I would have to charge, you know, five or six hundred dollars right. for the shoe because because it takes a week to do it. I mean, I, it can't, you know, it can't take a you know a week to do something like that and then not charge for what I'm doing, which is kind of unfortunate because you know, like, you know. Some people have a problem with with pricing in this game because there's you know like I said sometimes you can, you know if you do the LVs and a stencil and it takes the guy three or four hours to do then it's okay to charge a hundred you know a hundred bucks on top of the price of the shoe mm -hmm. because you know you're only working three or four hours but if I you know if I'm gonna sit there for a couple of days and come up with with something completely unique that you know you haven't seen out there you know for me to charge two hundred two hundred fifty uh, uh, for my time, I don't think it's that much, but some people, some people don't like it, you know. Right, and I think that's that's a tough, that's a gray area in, in the uh, in the sneaker industry because I mean I've personally been on the end of where you know I'll, I'll spend two or three hundred bucks on this shoe, and then there's other times where I'm just like, you know, don't even want to spend fifty bucks on a shoe. So you're just sitting there, you know, it's really back and forth whenever you're uh, whenever you're looking at it from that perspective. But uh, so yeah. do you do yeah. you only do uh, sneaker customs now, or do you still you know try and work in other uh, canvas paintings and whatnot? Uh, right now, um, exclusively just doing shoes, and that's only because I have like I think like twelve or thirteen shoes that I have to do, you know, this month, and that's probably even more than I like like I could handle right now. Oh man, um, yeah. So uh, you know, and so you know it. it when I started, it was like, oh, it takes like a week or two, and then two to three, and then three to four. So I'm up to like six weeks now as a, as a wait time. And so, I mean, and that's great. I, I, you know, I appreciate it. 
Um, it's just, uh, you know, trying to manage that. There's no, I don't really have time to do, you know, a canvas painting, especially when it's like not for anybody, you know, specifically. Yeah, the, time, the times more, have been changing, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, you know, since since it's kind of taken off, let's kind of rewind a little bit and let's go back to your, I guess, your very first experience or, you know, what were some of the struggles from moving you know, as a normal, regular artist to kicks? All right. So uh, the funniest thing that happened to me was uh, my son, he he showed me these vape um, vans, right? And so this is back in February of last year. And I was like, well, that looks cool. Let me try. I mean, I can do that. And, you know, I didn't really, I, I researched a little, but not as much as I should have. So I went out and I bought them leather vape, uh, I mean, leather vans. You know, I, I, you know I, I did the prep work on them like I was supposed to. But what I didn't want to do was go and plunk down, you know, $100 for paint. I'm like, I have paint. I have acrylic paint. What's the difference? <laughs> and so, I, I, you know, I spent a couple of days painting them. They look okay. I mean, when I look back at them now, I'm like, yeah, these aren't really that good. But um, anyway, so he put them on. And it was my daughter's birthday. And I... I it wasn't five minutes, and they were like the paint was cracking and and peeling oh, and, and and I was like, and I was embarrassed because now he's at a birthday party. He's got friends there. My daughter has friends there, and I'm like, keep your feet under the table. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're telling him, oh, my dad painted my shoes, and then the paint's all over the floor. So, right. Yeah. yeah that, that you know. <laughs> the parents are like, is your dad an artist? Or, like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know that was tough. But that was a that was a lesson learned. And then my second pair I did for my daughter. I I bought Angela's paints and uh, and I've been using those ever since. And that's uh, um, that's the way to go if you want to paint on sneakers. So yeah, that's what I've been kind of noticing is like Angela's is the uh, the premier paints that people use all over. So that's good to know for anyone listening. Yeah, I yeah yeah that's one of those things where I I went to. I went to Michael's and I saw that there was they had leather paint there, and but I was just like, I don't know. Everybody is telling me to use these things, and and I used the Angela's paints and and it worked perfectly. So I was like, you know, if it ain't broke, I'm gonna keep doing that. Nice, very it cool. Great. So like, all right. So now we're gonna talk about real quick throughout your career. What would you say your most memorable moment? was either like whenever designing shoes or painting a picture like what do you what would you say your most proud or memorable moment would be from like all the designs that you've created that's cool um you know i there's a lot of them I, it's got to be tough yeah it's got to be tough I, yeah but it but i would say that um it, it, all right so I, I guess it was like three years ago um and uh i had painted Andrew McCutcheon and so I tweeted it which I'm not uh, for some reason Twitter and art at least it never worked for me like uh, you know I, I could tweet something and get like one like it's uh, totally you know, different and, totally different platforms yeah. Twitter's just yeah, not it, near it, not near as much interaction on Twitter for sure yeah there, there is you know but anyway so I, I tweeted it to him um, you know I, I tagged him or did whatever you know whatever it's called um, and so then like maybe 15, 20 minutes later, my daughter walked my phone over to me and she's like, I think your phone's broken. And it was like, think, think, think all these little, you know, uh, 
notifications from Twitter. Right. He had retweeted. He had retweeted it, and I had gotten like, you know, maybe ten thousand wow. likes within like three minutes, and it was oh, just man. like a barrage of likes, which was kind of cool. It was mm-hmm. one of those like memorable things because I was like, wait, you know, I did this of him. He saw it. He liked it, and he shared it to all his fans. So that yeah. was kind of cool. It that wasn't, is cool. It wasn't, you know, it was, you know, it was. Obviously, it was online or, you know, it was, you know, social kind of interaction, but it was still a pretty cool interaction. Okay. And that's – That one, yeah. What's so, that now? I was going to say that one, and then I also – I used to paint on baseballs. Right. Um, I, think, I think I have one on Instagram, uh, but I did Don Mattingly, and I got to meet him. And wow. he, he – yeah, he was really cool about it. And he said, he said he was nervous. He goes, I don't even want to sign this because I don't want to mess this up. So I thought wow. that, was, that was pretty cool that he, he said that and he really enjoyed the artwork. So, you know, like those little kind of interactions are cool. And then all of the people that I do work for or even not the people that I do work for, you know, there's thousands of people that take the time in their day to, like, tell you that they, you know, you know like the, the work that you do or are inspired by the work that you do. I think that means just as much, too, you know. Because you you spend a couple of days working on something, and you know you're like, ah, this is. Good. I mean, luckily I have four kids, and a super supportive wife, so mm-hmm. I'm always showing them stuff and like, hey, how's this? How's this? So I have a, you know, a good span of years, from you know, ten year old to eighteen year old, to kind of give me, you know, what's cool and what's not cool. Oh yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, and so, also so like to. And so, like, to yeah. play off of that uh, thing that you have for Twitter that just blew up, I mean, that's the one thing that uh, that in this day and age is one of the most powerful things is you can just, you know, be be putting stuff out there every single day and getting one like, one retweet, you know, no likes, no retweets, and then, bang, one thing just clicks, and all of a sudden you just make that jump. Like you were talking about from 800 followers on Instagram to now you're rocking 18,000, like – you know, it just takes one or two things to fall into place, and then all of a sudden, you're just spiraling like that. Yeah, it is. It's, it, it, it does. It kind of happens. You know, it's not overnight, but it's it's pretty quick where, you know, I can remember there was, you know, for months, I was like, how come I can't get any, you know, users? But then I had some people tell me, oh, you could, you know, you know, you could pay for users um, and or, or like pay a service. But then you know you hear that it's like well those are not those are just bots they're not real people yeah and, oh we've uh, we've considered we, that before trust us yeah yeah and so I I definitely I, I was like I gotta I'll stay away from that I the one thing that I do find successful on Instagram um, is promoting my stuff on Instagram um, and and, I, and you know for as little as ten bucks I could just promote one of my shoes to see you know how and, and I get a lot of users. Uh, followers excuse me through that and i've gotten a lot of business through that when you promote it because you know there's only so many people within your network that you can reach you know and then you know when you kind of step out of that a little bit but within the same kind of network of people so people that follow they look for people obviously that follow me and have you know the same kind of tendencies you know online or, or in social and then they'll you know they'll promote it there and so I, I have seen that I can get, you know, with the right shoe. It's not always, it's not always every shoe. You know, I think like my SpongeBob and my Rugrats are probably the ones that have gotten me, you know, a couple of thousand followers each, um, where some of the other ones might only get you 80 to 90 to 100. 
Um, and so those are the ones that I'll promote. Uh, just kind of throw them out there and hit a new audience and then, you know, hopefully get, you know, more followers and maybe, you know, a business, you know, some business or two. Yeah, that's great. Um, so kind of transitioning to, let's say I wanted a pair of customized shoes. Do you want to explain that, you know, the process behind it? Do you like, you know, meet with them or, you know, chat with them for 15 minutes to discuss like exactly how they want the shoe to be done? Yeah, um, sure. So usually people that, that reach out to me, you know, <laughs> it's kind of funny because most times you just get uh, a DM that says, yo, or sup, and that's it. <laughs> and there's nothing there. Oh, right? we've been there, yeah, and for sure. It's like, because, and what I've, what I've grown to know is that a lot of people don't answer messages on Instagram. Yeah, so, so I just like, you know, and so – they don't want to waste the time of sending this long message about what they want. Mm. If it's just going to go on deaf ears. So at first I was like, you know, I was like, like not annoyed, but just like, can't you just tell me what you want in that first one? So we don't have to go back and forth a couple of times. Right. Uh, but, but then I understand why people are doing it. And so I'll, I'll send the wave back so that they know that I'm there. And then that starts the conversation. And then usually you know, what they'll do is they'll either send me something that they like, you know, that I've done or that maybe somebody else has done. Um, and like I said before, I, I you know, I don't like, uh, I'm not going to replicate anybody's design. I usually will say, have you reached out to this artist, you know, for them to do mm -hmm. this for you? Because, you know, if not, I can do one in my style. You right. Know? And, and then usually what happens after that is they'll say, hey, I want a Superman. And then I'm like, uh, okay, is there anything that you want me? The next question that I ask is, is there anything you want me to consider uh, in designing this? Because, you know, the one thing that, you know, it's it's kind of this this tightrope that I walk or what it's like this uh, yin and yang where I'm a, like, I feel like I'm a, sh a shoe or a sneaker artist and not a sneaker customizer, you know, because like a customizer, I don't, like, I don't want to... I don't want to sound snobbish, but I don't want to get into painting people's names and their jersey numbers and things like right. that um, because I, I just don't feel like that falls into the artwork I want to create. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I don't feel it's not that I feel like, oh, I, this is, you know, not cool. So don't do this. It's great. But it's just not that it's not what falls into what I want to do. So I always try to phrase it that way. Like, is there something that you want me to consider when I'm designing, this? you know, and then, you know, if somebody says, oh, yeah, I love the old comics or I love this or I love that style, you know. But a lot of times, a lot of people come to me because they like how wacky some of my shoes are or how out there some of them are. Uh, they're like, no, nah, just do what you do. And then I work on a computer to show them the whole shoe, mostly the whole shoe. Uh, sometimes I like to, I, I don't like to show them what I'm going to do on the tongue tags um, or the rear, uh, you know, the heel tags. Because I'm kind of, I don't say, want to say known, but I like to try to do, I've done portraits on the, on the uh, toe, uh, tongue tags and things like that mm -hmm. um, it, it, that, you know, are a little more intricate than you normally see. And I want that to be a surprise for them. So I don't want to give them the whole design and then they know exactly what they're going to get. But I give them a, a real good idea through the computer and then that's what they'll sign off for. And then I, I go from there. Then the next time they see it is the finished piece. And uh, so far, so good. Everybody has, has liked 
you know, what I've done for them. So. Oh yeah, I mean, we've been checking out your page, and I couldn't imagine I mean, anyone having any. Yeah, anyone having any issues with any of your artwork for sure. Like, it's. I mean, we he Chase showed it to me first, and I was just, I was just blown away because I'm personally just, you know, a massive sneakerhead. I've got a ton of shoes, so whenever I first saw this page, I was like. Wow, it's the one thing I haven't done, so definitely going to be keeping it in mind to get a shoe, uh, to get a sneaker customized, hopefully in the near future. But uh, well, that's, cool. Wait, oh, that's cool. I appreciate your kind words, too. Thank you. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah. But uh, that pretty much wraps up uh, our interview for today. The last thing we have is our do you have any, you know, small tips or tricks for people that are just starting out before we uh, sign off here? Yeah, you know, I'm, glad, I'm really glad you asked that. And there's two reasons why, all right? One is I'm happy to help anybody that that is just getting started or even is, you know, is doing something and is like, how do I get to the next level? Because I have absolutely, I've been there. Um, when I started in sports art, I mean, even if you go scrolling to the bottom of my page and then halfway up on Instagram, you'll see how I got better. Um, mm-hmm. And there's two guys. I got um, Monty Sheldon and uh, uh, Greg Kreindler, who were two excellent sports artists. And I, I mean, they were so generous over the years where if I asked a question about, you know, hey, how do you get the, you know, what colors are you using? I was like, can you send me high-res scans of your work? And they would. Um, you know, Monty even actually painted something for me uh, once. Wow. So, I, you know, and, and, and so these are like guys who I thought were elite and I could learn from, and they were very generous. Same thing with uh, uh, Tragic. Uh, his name is Terrell on Instagram. I don't know if you know he's a customizer, but um, I reached out to him because I did, uh, uh, what do you call it, a Toy Story um, design. It was like my second or third, I think it was my third shoe that I did. And it was similar to something that he did. And somebody pointed that out so i reached out to him because i was like yo i didn't i didn't know of your shoe but this is kind of similar what we did i just wanted to see how he you know he felt about it and he was like i mean we were on the phone two days later uh you know just talking about the business how to get started and he's been so you know supportive um uh, you know with my art and there's another guy o dot worthen he's another super supportive guy that most times before I show a client a layout, I'll send it to these guys and be like, what do you think? And, you know, and there's been times where they're like, I think something's missing. Uh, and there's other times where they're like, you know, just, they'll send a few flames back and I know I'm good to go. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I like anybody, it. yeah, anybody that's doing this that's starting out or is trying to get better or whatever, I'm, I'm always going to answer. I just had somebody the other day who reached out to me and this actually reminded me that I have to respond because I said I need some time. They wanted to know every color that was in my SpongeBob kick. Oh man! And so yeah, and I'm like, dude, there's like 42 color colors. <laughs> oh, wow. but, uh, uh, but I'll I'll gladly send it to them. Oh, wow, that's actually, amazing. Yeah, I I sent it to other people who have. There's like three or four people who have re- reached out to me and have reproduced my SpongeBob Air Force Ones, and that's that's really cool to see it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and to see that it moved other people to create something. So that's, mm. that's great. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, if you guys didn't hear that, feel free to, you know, shoot him a DM on Instagram, ask him any questions he's willing to answer and, and you know, work with you guys. 
But I think that's gonna um, that's gonna wrap it up for the podcast, Paul or Kickstarter Customs. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you, you know, telling your story and uh, you know giving us a fresh perspective on or Paul's perspective, I should say, on you know customizing shoes. It's been a uh, it's been a it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor for sure. Yeah, well, thank you very much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, no problem. All right. And that's going to wrap it up for the podcast, guys. If you want to have any more information on ShoeCast or anything in regards, follow us down in our socials below. And uh, that is ShoeCast. And uh, we're out.